Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hey there, ghosties. In this episode, I'll be doing a live reading with one of my beloved listeners. Every Wednesday, listen in on an intimate conversation and get inspired as we explore perspectives on life, love, and the human condition. Along the way, we'll uncover valuable insights and practical lessons that you can apply to your own life. And don't forget to hit subscribe or at the very least mark your calendars because every Sunday I'll be back with your weekly horoscope. And that you don't want to miss. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. I guess we should start off our conversation today with you telling me what you would like a reading about. All right. Hi. What's been heavy on my mind is just basically my business, my my career path. And like, you know, I've been doing this for nine years. And doing what? Custom suiting, providing this kind of service, mostly to my queer community. And, you know, there are times where I feel like, oh, why am I struggling still? And at other times it feels like this is, this is my path. This, this feels good. This feels like I'm meant to do this. And um, by this, I mean, like just providing this service that's very like intimate and unique to like my clients because Mm. I I I work with a lot of clients who deal with a lot of like body issues body dysphoria gender expression being queer Mm -hmm. you know having something especially something like as far as clothing something that really expresses them and that feels good on them especially for those clients who are looking for something for like their special day like a wedding Mm. or like a special event where they're presenting themselves to the world to their loved ones and they want to feel good in that they want to feel like it's really something that truly is expressive of who they are Mm. so in that way I feel like I'm doing something that is really good that feels good to me you know especially as like when you're thinking about what is the purpose of my life I want to be able to like contribute in a positive way, you know, as a human living in this world, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, yes. um, and yeah. like being queer and like getting to do this thing where I'm like, I'm working with other queers and what I do is for queer. So it's like this way of being completely immersed in my queerness. Mm, that, I love that, that. That feels good. But, you know, there are struggles for sure. I became more social, I think, later in life. And having a small business, like working on your own, has felt very isolating. And I I do miss working with like a team. I miss just having a group of, you know, fellow coworkers that you can see day to day and just be like, how's it going today? How was your weekend? Or like having that kind of connection with, like a regular group of people um, is something that I really miss. At the same time, I also feel like I have such freedom in working for myself and having my own schedule and, you know, seeing my clients in this very flexible schedule. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. There's a lot to work with. I'm going to show your birth date if I can. Okay, sure. You were born September 24th, 1972 at, we've rectified um, that you can't, were born at 2.15 a.m., but it's a total mm-hmm. guess, mm-hmm. and it's not yeah. a certain time, in Saigon, Vietnam. 
Yes. And I want to check in about a couple of things. So you help, you work with individuals to help them to come up with, that you design clothing specific for them. Is that is that right? Yes, that's right. And it's transmasculine folks, right? Mostly transmasculine. I would say like the umbrella of queer. I've had a lot of transmas folks. I've had trans femme folks. I've had just queer folks. I've had people identify lesbian or gay or so I feel like I've worked with so mm. many different people who are part of you know the queer community and who identify as all the various spectrums that fall under I see that umbrella okay and when you work with these folks because I'm hearing a vague question mm-hmm. which is kind of around your there's like a piece here where you're like I miss working with a team but I don't want to give up all the all the good yeah. flexibility I got. And <laughs> it's such a it's such a t- I'm such a typical Libra where I'm like I want this and that or this and that. Absolutely, you know, that, and that's <laughs> I think that's also like no matter your zodiac sign. I think most self employed people who don't work with teams mm-hmm. eventually sooner or later in one's career we struggle with that. Like I yeah. I have not enough contact with other people. I I have not seen I've not encountered any zodiac sign who hasn't eventually felt that way. You know, some individuals, of course, don't. But I I think that's pretty normal. But there's a question I have around, are you trying to build your business? Is making more money important? Where are you at with those both? Yes and yes? Yes, yes. Okay. And the service that you provide, it sounds like, is is it a situation where I'm like, okay, I need help figuring out how to work with my body and then you consult with me and mm-hmm. then we come to decisions and then you design and then you produce something. Yes. So it's yeah. all those steps. It's like, so I do what's called an initial consultation and I usually spend up to three hours with a client. And during the whole three hours, we're spending time like first and foremost, like going over fabrics, talking about style, taking their full measurements. But also like the intimate part of that consultation is the stories, the shared stories, but also like the, you know, having the client really open up about, you know, themselves as a queer person, but also just so they're really feeling comfortable with me around talking about their bodies, you know, like, and, and that way I feel like my business offers such a, that kind of a service where it's like, oh, it's not just about buying a custom suit, but it's about, right. you know, having a person there with you to, to walk you through and guide you through this, this process right. of like getting you to have this custom attire that's going to like make you feel like just you're, you're truly like your best, you know? It's, I mean, it's, that's so important for all bodies, but I think of course, especially yeah. for queer bodies, it's just that's not a thing that exists enough, at least for us. So yeah. I want to make sure that I'm like addressing this question in a way that's helpful because I okay. know it feels a little vague. But... It's 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 vague, <laughs> but I got a lot of ideas already. So don't yeah. you worry. But say the name of your business so I can look okay. at it energetically. Sure. It's called Twee Custom Clothier. Is that the full name of the business? There's like a tagline. Will, will you please read it to me or say it to me? Sorry. Sure, it's Tweet Custom Clothier. Um, oh, my God. I'm spacing out of my own tag. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, modern style with, a, with an iconic touch. Okay. That is is that a very old tagline for you? 
I've thought, I mean, I've had it since I've started my business. That's, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. That needs to be revamped because you forgot it. If you forgot it, that means it's forgettable. It's kind of long. So there's a couple things I'm going to say straight out the gate. The first is part of what I think you're struggling with is the mm. fact that you are simply at a stage of your life where you're questioning everything. You're mm. questioning like, are the things that I've devoted my life to worth the effort? Are they panning out the way I want? And that is a bit of an existential crisis or a spiritual crisis that is, yes, connected to a material concern about your business, but it's also something kind of bigger. And and yeah. I want to acknowledge that, like, as I see this, I'm not seeing that you're coming up with the answer is no. You're mm -hmm. clear that the answer is yes, but the questions remain like the the kind of like Basically, it's almost like there's like a bell ringing somewhere inside of you and you're like, am I am I engaging with things the way I'm supposed to be? Is this exactly what I'm meant to do? And again, mm -hmm. I look at it and I'm like, the answer keeps on being yes, but the question isn't going away. Does that feel mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I feel like also like throughout even the last nine years of doing this, I've had other like sort of opportunities to do other things. I was just given an offer yesterday, which would bring in a little more income that I can also inject into my business, but at the same time, give me the flexibility to still operate my business. I also have like a couple of like interviews set up, both still to do with fashion in the fashion mm -hmm. industry. One could probably possibly lead me into a more, basically to work in a more international company that where I could see myself growing into and also probably given opportunities to have bigger roles within that company. I mean, sometimes I feel like, oh, it'd be nice to just clock in and clock out, right? Yeah. But also what appeals to me with one of these companies is that the possibility to just grow in this international corporation, mm -hmm. it's, it's like, it's big, you know, but it, it, it's doing exactly what I do. Okay. But just not for yourself, for, for somebody else's brand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's layers here because the mm -hmm. first thing I want to say is that, you know, we can look at those job opportunities and see if you would be happy in them, that we can do that. But I think that the real issue here is that you do need to make a decision about whether or not you want to strategize about ways of expanding your business and offering services or doing projects that kind of spark something in you mm -hmm. and slash or generate more clients and more income. Because part of what you do is so bespoke and it's so personalized that there's like literally only so much you can do, only so many people you can work with. Right. But there are many smaller offerings that you could create based on this larger thing you do, it's like, I already have a couple ideas so we can talk about that in a second, but there are things okay. that you can do to broaden your reach and offer, like, instead of offering everyone, like, you know, a six course meal that is delicious and nutritious and, <laughs> you know, yeah. all the things you could be like, here's an appetizer. Here's like yeah. this delicious meal that you can cook. Here are ingredients. You can cook them for yourself. Like there are so many things that you could do as as an elder queer, as mm -hmm. a person with your specific yeah. skills and experiences. And it would take innovation mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And it would take trying new things, but it would be worth it if you were clear that you wanted to build on what you're doing Mm -hmm. and that you wanted to expand your individual business. And I think that that's really not worth it if what you really want to do is continue to do this work, but Mm -hmm. you don't need to own it. Like if you're like, I'd rather clock in and clock out, then these other jobs make more sense. So we're going to get into the details of this in a moment, but let's pull back. You are going through the last of the transits that are associated with midlife crisis. So there's like a series of things that happen astrologically to all Mm -hmm. of us at approximately the same age. It varies from generation to generation. But there's something called the Pluto square. You went through it a long time ago. There's the Uranus opposition to Uranus. Done. You already did it. Neptune squared to Neptune. You already did it. But now you're in your Chiron return. And the Chiron return happens once every 50 years. So you're probably only going to go through one in your lifetime. But who knows? Maybe you'll hit two. I don't know. I don't recommend it. But you might. And the Chiron return, it really has us struggling with core wounding, with a sense of like, where do I belong? How do mm-hmm. I belong? Who do I, do I belong to myself? Like it really has us dealing with, you know, with Chiron and Aries generation with this feeling of where is my place? And mm-hmm. do I have a, do I inhabit that space? You know, am I using my agency to be the person I want to be? Or do I feel like I'm being kind of like pushed into a corner? Mm-hmm. And for Gen X, you know, yeah. who's got this Pluto in Libra, and you've got all these Libra placements, you've got a stellium in Libra with the sun, Pluto, Mercury, and Uranus all in Libra. This feeling of, I have to make these compromises, I have to find a way to get along, you know, it it, it is, yes, specific to your Libra stellium, but it is also very specific to a generational issue, right? Mm-hmm. And the Chiron in Aries that you're dealing with has a lot to do with Acknowledging that this is your life, this is your body, mm-hmm. and within this, you are meant to inhabit those spaces. You are meant to inhabit these spaces in ways that reflect your own power, your own agency, and you're allowed to belong to yourself. This is this really kind of deep spiritual kind of crisis-y time that you've been going through for a while now and is not exclusively about your career by a long shot, but it's a big piece of this because we can talk about, you know, what you should do for work or how to make your business expand or what kind of job to get. But really the question is something a lot deeper, which is what do I want to do with my life? You know, you're in your fifties now, like what do you want to do with your fifties? Because there's like a French Mm -hmm. philosopher that said that the forties are the old age of your youth. Your fifties are the youth of your old age. <gasps> yeah. How do I take it? You know what I mean? And so, I mean, so as you are in the the youth uh-huh. of your old age, as it were, if you accept that philosophical standpoint, yeah, right? Yeah. What is it that you want to do? Because I think that the fifties are a really interesting, flexible slash not flexible time. Yeah. Right. It's like it does take a certain measure of planning to prepare for what comes next in your age. And I should point out that you don't have a fucking thing in any earth in your birth chart except for your north node. And so what that means is you're like, what the fuck is that? So the north (laughs) node in astrology 
it's not to do with your personality. It's where your soul is journeying towards in this life. It's what you've come here to learn on a soul level. Mm-hmm. And having the North Node in Capricorn is related to figuring out how to structure your life. How do you want to navigate reality? Mm-hmm. How do you want to navigate time? How do you engage with responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as a business owner, you've obviously developed a lot of habits around that. Mm-hmm. You've obviously yeah. developed a lot of like structure and plans and all this kind of stuff. But what's happening now with your Chiron return and with this larger issue of career is that you are being called to do something that you are not organically the most inclined to do, which is make a plan for old age. It's not just about making a plan for like, what can I do this month? Or like, this is an opportunity. Right. It's like long-term planning. Yeah. It's it's yeah. about considering that your energy will change, your body will change, how the world responds to you will change soon. Mm-hmm. Not theoretically, practically soon, yeah. right? If it hasn't yeah. already started, right? I don't know. You look real young. So I feel like it probably hasn't Thanks. started for you yet. <laughs> but, but, you know, I feel like it's yeah. like TikTok, TikTok, right? I mean, yeah, I definitely think about it a lot. Like, yes. and I think this is one of the things where I'm like, is it time to pivot? Mm-hmm. As far as like where I'm at in my career, my life, like, right now I'm 51 so it's like I'm thinking a lot about what's gonna happen when I'm older like how am I gonna come into retirement how am I gonna yep put myself in the place of that I'm gonna be okay when I'm older yeah um and do you have retirement savings not a lot yeah so that's that's why I'm like okay time to sort of reassess my life right now you know, to put myself in a place where like, okay, 10, 20 years from now, I'm set, I'm ready. I'm, you know, like I'm in a good place. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't like extreme wealth doesn't really, it's not something that I'm trying to go for. I think Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to go for like a happy, comfortable retirement where I'm like living somewhere where I can feel excited, but also just happy. As I'm sure everyone does, right? Like, yeah, we want to, we want to be live, safe, live a long, happy life, and when yeah. we're old, we want to be somewhere where we can feel safe, right? Mm-hmm. There's layers to this, right? There's the layer of these job opportunities that you referenced. Mm-hmm. Do either of them have good retirement packages? The ones, yes, that is why I was so interested in applying was. They have good health benefits, which is something as a small business owner, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, it's really hard. As you know, it's like we pay for our own premiums. So the two that I am interviewing for have those benefits. The offer that I got yesterday was more of a higher hourly wage, but I could maybe do that for a few years and then sort of transition out of that. Mm -hmm. And, but it's and not so, as much of a package. The one that you got it doesn't sound not, like you're as excited. It's not a package, but I feel like, and, and when this was offered to me yesterday, I was like, oh boy, like here's another thing that's thrown into my plate is that, okay, this will give me the flexibility to still run my business at the same time of having this side job where I'm like actually making a pretty decent income. And the other two options one of them, the main one that I'm really very excited about, I would definitely have to probably most likely close my business because yep. it, it would be competing against. I that. see. I see. You know what I mean? So, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. 
I'm going to give you really annoying advice and then I'm going to give you helpful advice. I mean, the annoying <laughs> advice is helpful, but it's annoying. Yeah, regardless, no, okay? I, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So when planning for the future, mm-hmm. whether, you know, when you're 20 or you're 50, it doesn't matter. It is fucking hard because will the no. state of California where you and I both live burn down? Will the earthquake come? Will the climate stay? What about, you know, rising fascism across the world? World War? Nobody knows. Yeah. Like, how do you make a plan for, you know, late stage capitalism? How do you make a plan mm-hmm. for such an unknowable future? Right? right. I think that that's a real crisis that everyone who's thinking about plants is concerned with. I mean, I'm assuming you are, too. That said, what I would encourage you to do is I'm sure there's like inflation calculators on the Internet that are free. I want you to adjust for inflation. Mm-hmm. 70, let's say 73 years old, you retire. Okay. Mm-hmm. 73 years old, you retire. So you're going to adjust for inflation okay. for, you know, 21, 22 years from now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And look at how much money you need per month in mm-hmm. order to live. Let's say you're going to live to 97. Okay. You said you wanted to live a nice long life. Okay. We'll see. 97 well, we'll is see. very long. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, gosh, you know, for some reason I have 80 in my head. I mean, sure. <laughs> maybe you can go to 80, but, but let's budget for 97. Has anyone uh-huh. in your family lived a long life? No, uh, no. Everyone oh. has passed at 80. At 80. That's why you have the number 80 in your yeah. head. Okay. Said, my mom has already surpassed the 80 year mark. So I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I mean, you know, perhaps I mean, another year or two. Oh, or, or more. <laughs> no one knows. But let's yeah. say this let's, you can pay, you can make the number be whatever you want. I think it should be in the 90s because it would be far worse to run out of money in your 90s than mm. it would be to be prepared for more years. And then like have something to leave behind or have extra in case you need it. Right. So let's say you're going to adjust for inflation. You're going to be retired 73 years old until 93 years old. Okay, we're going to settle on that to compromise close closer to 80. Okay. how much money do you need a month? That's what I want you to figure out and then hold it up against the choices Mm -hmm. you're making now. And I warned you, Mm -hmm. this is annoying because what this is, is painful scary and tedious, this advice. But I am a big believer in looking forward X amount of years and then dialing the goal backwards because Mm. it's easier than trying to goal between now and 70 something or 90 something. So because you have, you know, your 50s and your 60s, -hmm. which are potentially theoretically good earning years. And then we got into harder earning years. And so Harder on the body, harder on the mind, harder because of ageism in all workplaces everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to be looking at the money piece in a really pragmatic way because that might help you make some damn decisions real quick. That might like be like, oh, yeah, this hourly wage is actually not going to help me Mm -hmm. to get where I want to go or it is going to help me get where I want to go or whatever it is. So I'm going to give you that annoying piece of advice and Mm -hmm. then I'm going to say... (laughs) <laughs> that if we focus on your business, which say the name of it out loud one more time so I can uh, energetically. Yeah. Custom clothier, modern style with an iconic touch. So Great. I'm going to give you this very, again, un- this is unsolicited <laughs> advice. You are not asking me for this, but I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, I too. think it's time, unless you're completely closing down your business, uh-huh. to change that tagline to reference yeah. the queers that you serve. Because when yeah. you started your business, right. it was a different time mm-hmm. and that wasn't going to help you. It was more like, you know, word of mouth. But now I think there's a value in having your tagline 
reflect. It's like mm. queer clothes for queer people. Obviously, that's not it. But something well, that that is as clear as yeah. that. You can finesse and play with this. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. And I, I'm yeah. going to give you that homework. Unless you're walking away from the business, I think mm. that needs to be done. Because there's not a sparkle on your name, the business name. Mm, and there should yeah. be. Because you, you have a sparkle about the business, but there's not a sparkle on the name. And we so need to get you some sparkle. So you you think I should rename the business? As no, well? just the tagline. Oh, I mean, tagline. if you okay. if you want to rename the business, I don't think that's necessary. But I okay. think it's kind of like, okay, you and I are both wearing seeing glasses. It's kind of like yeah. it's time to get a new glasses right. cleaner, a new uh, a new yeah. spray, a new washcloth and a new a new glasses case. Uh, you know what I mean? You yes. don't have to throw away your glasses, but it's right. like you got to, you know, create a little yeah. bit of a cradle for yeah. them, you know? Okay. okay. It, it's really just about an update. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing, there are ways of thinking about creating passive income sources that are work mm-hmm. on the outside in the short term and in the long term are a lot less work. And mm-hmm. they allow you to create lower cost services So there's an advantage to the customer Mm -hmm. and they take a dramatic amount of less effort from you after you've figured out what it is and learned how to do it. Mm. So that is something I want to encourage you to experiment with. And that might mean thinking about what are the questions that you ask your clients? How do you encourage them to think about their bodies and their relationships to clothing? Perhaps Mm -hmm. you host webinars or you put together videos or classes or something around that. Mm -hmm. And you empower people to kind of like take some of your expertise and have an easier time applying that themselves. So maybe they can't Mm -hmm. afford to work with you for your whole package, but they can afford something more mm-hmm. people could afford a lot less. And so you have like, again, a lower fee item right. that eventually is like people can buy it while you're sleeping. Mm. So you don't always have to be present and at your best when you're working. And I don't know if that exactly is it, like that idea is exactly it. But I think that that's yeah. a, the direction. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it's definitely something I've thought about. Passive income definitely has crossed my my mind just thinking about what sort of like services I can offer via like either like a web tutorial or a video that someone can watch like oh get a part of that service without Mm -hmm. actually meeting with me but like just clicking on something and like yeah but yeah I have thought of, of those things so it's it's good to hear also your advice come you know just like kind of kicking me in the butt to just like okay maybe this would be also something good to do yeah and you know I think that what's what's tricky is that you are at this stage that I think a lot of self-employed people get to at various times in our careers where you need help the kind of person you need help from is somebody who doesn't do what you do It's somebody who can help you to think about business, who can help you think about technology in a way that maybe you don't as, you know, a fellow Gen Xer, right? Like maybe you're not thinking about all the ways in which you can use technology to expand your reach and to offer free or low cost services to more people. But that is something that like it might if you decide to stay invested in building your business, you might consider finding some sort of a business coach or like watching business Mm. uh, advice videos or something like that, because what is in your way is only your imagination and your 
ability to use the technology. Because what I'm seeing when I look at you energetically is you have like a bazillion systems of how you engage with various clients, ways you investigate their needs, help them identify their needs, help them have more agency around the process. And then we haven't even gotten to the close yet, right? So all of those things are teachable moments. They're services in and of themselves. But because you are a person, you're just one person, what you've done is you've been like, well, this is what I'm capable of. I'm capable of giving this really intense, deep, personal service that has Mm -hmm. all these layers you can't see outside of yourself because you're a person right if you were to see outside of yourself what you would see is you are offering multiple services to each individual of those multiple services only a few of them actually need i mean and these are like clincher things they're very high value things but only a few of them actually need you to be there live like a lot of them can be done They can be kind of like automated and shared with people, I guess is what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say. Not to Mm -hmm. undervalue what you do, but instead to have you think about it in a different way. Because the truth of the matter is, like when you started your business, there wasn't Zoom, there wasn't webinars, there wasn't the ability for you to work with queers all over the world in the same way that you can now. Yeah. Yeah, And you haven't expanded from what I'm seeing, and please tell me if I'm wrong, but from what I'm seeing, even expanded to a global audience, you are still pretty local. Yeah, it feels that way for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> and and I and I would say that it doesn't need to be that way because no. there is very little that needs to happen literally in person. I'm sure there are certain things with clothes where it would be mm-hmm. fucking helpful to be able to physically meet, but I don't know that that's actually necessary. Mm-hmm. Because of that, you know, what I am seeing is that you could, if you decide to, to really commit to the business, you could really stand to work with somebody, probably somebody who's younger and, you know, like super like, you know, online and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But somebody who's got a really good take on marketing and who can yeah. help you to tell your story in a way that better reflects your motivations, your history, where you're coming from, what you offer and does it succinctly, right? Because mm-hmm. marketing is, you know, it's a hammer, not a feather. But also does it in a way where, see, this is the way I always think about marketing. I don't think about marketing myself. I'm terrible at marketing, so I shouldn't be giving advice, but I'm doing it. (laughs) I don't think about marketing myself. What I think about is if I was a human who was in need of my services, what would I do? Because the truth is anyone who needs your services, anyone who deeply desires your services, they're confused. They're Googling. They don't know where the fuck to find you. How do they find you? Like, have you made it easy for somebody who's, you know, living in North Carolina to find you? Or do they have to be connected to someone, you know, in the Bay Area? This is where it's important to be thinking about making it easy for the people you want to serve to find you Mm -hmm. because there's so much noise on the internet. So how can that be? And the truth of the matter is like, if, if somebody gives me a referral to something, I look them up on TikTok, Instagram, but like for something like a clothes referral for this kind of a service that you're referencing, I, I'm going to look at social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at a website. And do you have both yeah. of those things in place? I do. Yeah. Great. I've also, I mean, I've also done like fashion shows, did two in New York, one in Toronto, did a few here in the Bay Area or several in the Bay Area. That for me was like marketing. Yeah, it's like it, it's here. expanding your reach. But yeah. what it doesn't do is it doesn't communicate to the queer who's the queer human, the gender queer human who I don't want to blow your mind, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of gender queer humans who's like, (laughs) I want to 
find a way to dress that reflects the complexity of my gender and that makes me feel comfortable in my skin. Mm -hmm. I'm looking not just for a bespoke suit for an event, but also for a language, for Mm -hmm. like a reference point. Mm -hmm. And a huge part of what you're offering is the language and the reference point and the way to think about these things. You're not just offering the bespoke suit. You're Mm -hmm. offering this larger service. And that larger piece can be cut into smaller pieces and offered to people who couldn't maybe afford a suit or whatever. Or maybe they would just start with one piece. And then once trust is established, then they dive in for the the suit. I think that that is worth considering because Mm -hmm. from what I see, I'm sorry, I'm going to make you say your full, your full business name. Don't give me the tagline this time. (laughs) Sorry. Tweet custom clothier. Thank you. Say your full name. Thank you. Man, your push, pull, push, pull about this. Your push, pull about being Mm. seen. Your push, pull about working harder on this. Your push, pull about like getting (laughs) more business, more like you're not Mm. fully decided. You're still asking questions. Mm. And that's okay. Honestly, that's okay. As you know, devastating fires have shaken Hawaii and the people there need your help. If you've ever been a tourist in the region and enjoyed any of the magic and beauty of the lands, this is the time to give what you can. You can lend support by donating at any of the links that we've dropped in show notes. Even a small gift can make a huge difference in this time of crisis. I would be really interested if you would be able to consider, if this would be fun for you, to Think about clients you've had, customers you've had over the years Mm -hmm. and like touching stories, touching Mm -hmm. moments that you shared, beautiful things you experienced. And if you could write that, because I see you're Mm -hmm. a really good writer. Are you a slow writer? Very slow. Yeah. Yeah. Pluto conjuncture Mercury. Yeah. You're a slow writer. I wouldn't consider myself a good writer, but. I know. I I know you wouldn't. That that doesn't mean it's true. I've become a very good storyteller. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So two things I'm going to tell you about your phone. Okay. The first thing is there's an app called Notes, Mm -hmm. which is in your phone. You should look for it. And basically all it is, is this. It's just like a blank page, Uh like a document. You can email it to yourself. Now, at the bottom corner, there's a microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you hit that microphone, you speak words like this, just like this, and it types them. Types it out. Oh, nice. You're just dictating to the phone. That's literally all it does. You can use this for texts. You can use this for emails. So there's a reason why I'm telling you this is because don't fucking write. Just every once in a while, when you get a feeling, pull up the notes app if you can, or you can write it as a text to somebody you trust um, or an email to yourself and just tell a story. Mm. Just tell the story. Nothing too long. It does not have to be long. And if it's too long, you edit it down or you ask somebody to edit it down. And and then if you feel inspired, if you're like, oh, these stories are meaningful, they're sweet. You can ask the person that it was a story about, hey, are you comfortable with me sharing this, of, you know, with a photo of you or not? Mm. This might be something that you can do to share the journey that you've been on. Mm. Because I know you and I, before we started recording, we're joking about being, you know, elder queers, but um. <laughs> The powerful thing about being an elder queer is that you've lived through different generational experiences Mm -hmm. around being queer. And we are living at a time where 
trans rights are under attack, which mm. means queer rights are under attack. And mm-hmm. we don't know what's around the corner, yeah. you know, given yeah. the likelihood of a Republican president, you know, in, yeah. the, in the next round That's and what scary. that will mean for. Yeah. And what that will mean for trans and non-binary mm-hmm. and queer bodies and right. having the ability to share not just things that have happened in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but to share over the many years you've been doing this work, mm-hmm. what you've experienced, how you've helped people, things you've learned. I think that might be more powerful than you think it is when you're like left alone in your world, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like doing the thing mm-hmm. you've been doing for a long time. Because you've been doing this for over a decade, right? Almost a decade, nine mm-hmm. years. Nine years. We'll, we'll, yeah. call, we'll call it almost, almost almost a decade. Yeah. So definitely lots of great stories lots yeah. of great interactions and experiences and moments when i meet people's families and mm. or their parents and it's just one time where um the dad like was in tears because he mm. just saw his queer child having just this moment of complete confidence in mm. themselves and in their queerness for him as a father it was just like wow like seeing his queer child just being really like in this light. So yeah, definitely lots of lots of moments like that where I'm we like, we need more queer joy. I have to keep doing this. Yes, know? yes. But it's it's just hard. It's hard because yeah, yeah, like doing it alone is it's been hard. We need more queer joy. Those yeah. stories, I get it. Like I have a kind of job where I take for granted. Yeah, I talk to someone's dead relative. Like oh, yeah, I do mm. that all the time. But like that's really special, and it is worth finding a way of sharing these really personal, often revolutionary experiences that you've had in your day to day with this yeah. career path you've chosen, but also with the life that you've led, right? Yeah. And this kind of wraps into this piece about getting kind of kind of being burnt out and being around being alone with your job. So there's two parts to this. The first is I do strongly advise you to find someone you can consult with that you can pay to consult with who can help you to organize exactly how you're going to shift your marketing story or shift your thinking about your work or to kind of cut into various pieces some of the services you offer. So continue to offer the services you do, but additionally, how to offer pieces. There are many people out there who can do that. And it is a write-off to mm. invest in your business. It is yeah. worth it. If you find the right person, it is worth it. So, And that yeah. is working with a person. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, this is part of why, you know, when you were describing what's going on with you, I wrote in my notes like, okay, it's time for you to be doing a service that's digital, like having webinars or groups because it's about building community and having more people, not just these intimate, deep relationships that you build with your clients that you create bespoke suits for. But again, if you don't do as in-depth of a service, there can be more people there. Mm. And I think that that will very quickly, very quickly mm-hmm. hit your quota for your needs for more people because mm. you actually like a lot of <laughs> a lot of space. You do good mm. with some space. So I don't think it will take that much of a change to mm-hmm. make you feel like I, I'm, I'm cool. I got a lot of people in my life. That's enough. So mm-hmm. I do want to throw that at you. OK, caught it. Within all of this, I want to just take a peek and we're going to beep this out. OK, but I want you to say the name of the company that you would have to quit your business in order to take that job. What is the name of that company? What's the name of that role? Okay, so the role would be. 
And they specifically cater to queer people? No, but you would no. be the person who does that within the company. I feel like I could bring that in to the company. Yeah. Would be I would bring my queer self, my queer ass into that company yeah. and be able to like attract more queer clientele for that company. Yes. I and I feel saying. like that could be why they chose to interview me. I'm sure yeah. they see it as an asset. Uh, yeah. A definitely. A, it would be beneficial for them to have someone come in who has worked with, you know, the queer community for like this long. Mm -hmm. you know? So this is what I'm going to say about this job. This is not a forever job. There will be a lot of things you hate about this job because it's a job. Yeah. Because it's a fucking job. Right. I mean, that's the reason why, because you're going to have to, like, be working within a hierarchy that is stupid sometimes. I don't think you're going to love all your coworkers either. I mean, just think about your life and think about who works yeah. there. It's going to be messy sometimes. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take this job. Yeah. It just means this. If you take this job, do it for a financial goal and for it to expand your skill set to be an exciting experience. And then don't kill the business. Put her to sleep. Tuck her into, I don't know why I, I'm feminizing it, but that's what it's happening yeah, yeah, right now. Um, yeah. Put her in bed, tuck her in, make sure she's comfy. And in, let's say you take this job for two years, in that time, continue to consult with people who can help you how to, when you kiss this princess and you wake her up from her nap, she can come back, you know, more empowered and more beautiful than with a new plan kind of thing. Like, you know, I think I think that it would be, Take this job for a financial goal. It, it would be a great new experience. It'd be a lot of things you would learn mm -hmm. to like further your education and further your plans for your business down the road. Mm, okay. That would be my goal for you. I don't know that you fully remember what it's like to have a job and a boss. You didn't <laughs> love it. You didn't love it. You didn't I love mean, it. I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to have worked certain jobs where I was just like, honestly still having fun doing the job but what I've come to really be accustomed to with running my own business is like really it's just living my life in this sort of very free very freely like my schedule is so flexible I love that complete independence of like yep my time is this yeah, I see that you don't have to suffer fools. I think it's been yeah. about a decade since you've had to suffer a fool. And mm -hmm. I think you may not be fully remembering how you feel about suffering fools. Um, so I'm just going to throw that in the mix because yeah. it's you'll be working with a lot of guys, right? Yes, there's a lot of a lot of, a lot of cis straight men. It, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like straight cis men. I don't know if that it's your happy place. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean I'm saying don't take this job if you're offered it. I think there's a lot of reasons to take this job if you're offered it, but mm -hmm. it is not a forever job. I was like, it might not be a forever job. I actually am just like, I'm curious about how the interview will go too. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. decide from there. Yeah. You know, I, I love that you said put put her to sleep mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for for a time being. So it 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 feels it feels good to hear that because it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be the end all of no. of tweak custom clothier. It could be like perhaps I step away from it for a bit and then come back and yeah, and like reintroduce it. Um yes. But I also even even moments before our reading you know like I was definitely starting to feel a little like just saddened by the idea of not doing what I do anymore yeah. so that so that shifted even 
after I, I asked the question, like when I wrote that email to you, I was like, oh, like it would it would really suck to like not offer that service to my mm-hmm. community. You know, like I how like how can I pull that away from people who are still sort of seeking that out, you know? Mm-hmm. Something that I meant to say earlier and I didn't, and what you're saying now reminds me is pretend that you are your customer mm-hmm. and you are looking for exactly your service. How would you go about looking for it? I would ask around first and then probably do a search online. Okay. Um, so imagine get... imagine that you can only do the search online. My advice mm-hmm. to you is to start doing the search online and see what comes up. See what other people are offering. See mm-hmm. what exists. See what works and what doesn't work. I would advise you whether or not you use these platforms to s- search it on Instagram and to search it on TikTok because TikTok is the fastest growing search engine. And so you might not be using that as, you know, an elder statesman, but a lot of the world is. And so, you know, explore what other people are doing because it's inspiring to you. It's, Mm -hmm. it would be educational. It'd be inspiring. And maybe you would be like, oh, this validates that I want to get out. Or maybe this just gives you the kind of sparkle and the inspiration that you need to be like, oh, shit, I could do that. That Mm. would be fun for me to do. Like, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. And one of the beautiful things about the internet that I think a lot of Gen X and older don't fully get to experience is that you have access to literally everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. And that is overwhelming. But it is also an indication we don't have to reinvent the wheel like we can Mm -hmm. be inspired by the way other people have organized their services their lives whatever do you have friends who are younger than you uh yes okay i would recommend saying to the most digitally savvy or most social media like the most like chronically online younger friend you have be Mm -hmm. like i will buy you dinner i will give you all the pizza and all the beers you want or whatever (laughs) it is and be like will you give me a tour around my personal hell of social media. Like explain it to me in a way that's relevant to me. Like help me do this thing. And most people would be like, sure. Yeah. Don't you don't even have to buy me the pizza. Like most people would be like super normal and cool and easy about mm-hmm. it. So you just got to know that it is a part of having a business yeah. in, in the modern world. And it is, mm-hmm. you don't need to figure it out. It's a skill just like any other skill. And all you have to do is have someone explain it to you. Mm-hmm. And the way that your brain works, you have a Mercury-Pluto conjunction. So things need to be explained to you several times before it fully gets in there. But once it's in there, it's an iron trap. You got mm-hmm. it. But you do need it explained several times. So if you have three younger friends that are chronically <laughs> online, ask each of them separately. Uh-huh. <laughs> and have them each show you in their own unique ways. And you can be like, oh, but I thought X, Y, Z, that's what so-and-so said. And they'll be like, well, you can do that or this. So, uh-huh. you know, fuck around is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Play definitely. with it. I don't have a TikTok account. So that's definitely something mm-hmm. that I've heard. Yeah. A lot of, lot of folks are getting into, especially with like use, using it as a marketing tool, right? But thinking of it, so I would again say, don't think of it as a marketing tool because I don't know that you're ever really going to do that. Think of it as a way to build community, Mm -hmm. to make yourself as an elder queer with Mm -hmm. a lot of experience and a lot of care, to make yourself accessible to younger Mm -hmm. people who wouldn't otherwise know you exist and have any access to you. Here's the thing from my perspective astrologically. Mm -hmm. Gen Z is the Pluto and Sagittarius generation. They have been reared with social media and access 
to the internet and the world. But I have noticed that that generation doesn't have as many intergenerational relationships. Because if, just imagine when we were in our early 20s, if we had access to every other person in their early 20s in the world, would we really be like listening to 50-year-olds? I don't fucking know. I don't know. But in our small IRL communities, right, we had, to, it was like very intergenerational. It was like a lot of different kinds of people were in the room all the time. Mm-hmm. So now it's important from my perspective for elders to be in these online spaces and to be accessible and present. So that we can learn from younger folks, but also younger folks can learn from us so that there can be this reciprocity and community building. So think of it more as community building and less as marketing, because mm, that's okay. more how you are. You you want yeah. relationships. You don't fucking market yourself. Obviously, if you were super mo- motivated to market yourself, you'd already be doing that. I'm terrible at marketing myself. Yeah. <laughs> you, you and me both. I fucking hate it. Just think about building community and connection yeah through the tools available to you. And right now, you don't know how to use those tools. That's fine. That's fine. It's not complicated to learn. It's just culturally uncomfortable. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll say like, you know, most of my friends who are our age do not use these tools. Mm. It is an age thing, which is why I said like, you know, the younger your friend, the more chronically online, the better for this job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have an Instagram for my business and I do try to post clients who um, consent to being photographed, mm-hmm. but I feel like, yeah, like I feel like there's more that I can do with it. And I think it, it's yes. exactly what you're talking about as far as like sharing more stories or being more, yep. a, a, being, being more of a presence. And also having media. someone show you how to use it because yeah. this has been my experience. And I'll tell you, it's my experience because I have asked young people to teach me things about social media. That's the only reason why I know shit about social media at all. And it's like, if you have somebody show you, oh, this is how you can like use a green screen for like a suit that you you made like five years ago and then tell a story with your little Mm. face. You've seen people do this on on Instagram, right? With like your little face in the corner. So it's not like all you, but you know, it's like a little bit of both and then you can kind of move it around. It's really easy once someone tells you how to do it. No one's showing you how to do it. It's like impossible to imagine. Right. So like if you're making a video on Instagram, it has to have captions. If you're making Mm -hmm. an if you're making a video on TikTok, it has to have captions. If Mm -hmm. nobody shows you how to make use the captions, like you might be like, I don't know how people do that. That sounds (laughs) like bananas. I can't do that. So these things are simply skills to learn. And again, do not learn them to market Mm -hmm. yourself. Learn them so that you can be a part of the community Mm -hmm. so that you're accessible to People, you're younger, older, the same age who Mm -hmm. need your care and service. And also so that you can learn from what other people are doing right now, because now there are other people who do what you do, you know, probably when you started, there weren't, but now there's a lot more. There's a a lot more. Yeah. And so even with that, there can be collaborations. There can be community building. There can be like, you know. Yes. And all all manner of things. Yeah. We we are like, there, there is a group of us who are like collectively like, supportive of each other as far as like queer brands and I know that yeah it's still still a struggle like with sometimes with speaking with these other queer owned brands and businesses like it's still like such a struggle you know (laughs) to to kind of offer this for our community even within our community it feels like a struggle 
again, that's where you need help. And I think, again, every self-employed person, eventually we get in our own way based on our personalities, based on our habits, based on any number of things. There's only certain things we can do and do well. And other things we're going to be like, what? And (laughs) you know what I mean? And that's for every self-employed person. It's not just you. We're just talking about the ways that you could use help getting out of your own way, bringing more freshness to how you communicate what you do. And maybe thinking about how to make some of your work more accessible and Mm. to build community. Those are your bits of homework I'm giving you. And if, you know, if we put the princess to bed, because your business is now a princess, we've made it, we've made a decision. (laughs) So if you put the princess to bed and you take another job for a period, fine, you've got lots of time to do it slowly. Uh And if you don't take the job, you don't get the job, whatever happens, then you have a bit of a plan, you know? And that's, that's something worth considering. Can I tell you like yeah. my my long-term future goal for mm-hmm. this? I okay. would love to get a trailer and drive across the country and do this for all the queers across the country. That's like my ultimate That's your fantasy. Goal. It's not <laughs> a goal. Okay, so that's a fantasy, not a goal. And what oh, you're going to need well. help with is taking that fantasy and figuring out how do you monetize that? How do you afford that? Gas is mm-hmm. so expensive. Plus, mm-hmm. you're putting a huge target on your car, right? You're going to like put some beautiful like signage so everybody knows that you're a queer owned business mm-hmm. and you're a queer, queer clothier. So, you you know, yeah. you're driving all across the country in that car, all across yeah. the country in that car. Tell me more. You know, that's not yeah. a plan. That's a fantasy. And mm-hmm. so and I'm not saying you can't or shouldn't do that queer yeah. car but right. i'm looking at your chart and i see that you're uh, mm-hmm, that's a bit of a like it's not a plan it's not a plan based on reality but okay <laughs> you could find somebody and it could be your bestie it could be your dear mm-hmm. diary or it could be like a business coachy person who mm-hmm. you could say this is the fantasy mm-hmm. help me break down into like bite-sized chewable pieces what are the pieces of that fantasy so i can start to think about what's reality about that like is that a goal and if that's a goal how will i achieve that goal you know is it a way to make money is it a way to make community is it a way to hemorrhage money is it a way (laughs) to put myself in situations that i'm not always comfortable with it's a very good fantasy but it is Uh i mean it is like a balloon tied to the lamppost on the block that you live. It is not a balloon in your hands. It is like an isolated fantasy Uh, is what I'm seeing at this moment. Is it viable? It actually is. You could Mm -hmm. make this into a goal, but you Mm -hmm. haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. But again, (laughs) you know, you don't have any earth in your chart. So like Uh sometimes it's hard for you to tell the difference between like a vision and a fantasy and like a material goal. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I'm lying to you. You do Mars and Virgo. That's one planet. That's, that's a very good planet to have in an Earth time. But anyways, all of this to say, your business needs a little more love from you and a little bit of updating. And at this exact moment, you don't have the energy for it. And you could wake up tomorrow and have the energy for it. It's not yeah. like you don't have the energy. It's that right, right. you're in a state as like the first thing I said to you, you're in the state right now where you're questioning things. Mm-hmm. And I want to validate that that's just part of life. I want to like encourage you to give yourself permission to fucking question things because sometimes that's just what you got to do. And this has a lot to do with age and time mm-hmm. and you trying to figure out like how you want to spend your time and mm-hmm. how you fit into the world that is all of a sudden very different because 
everyone who goes through the Chiron return is dealing with, wow, the world is really different. <laughs> like yeah. that is just yeah. part of aging, right? It's mm -hmm. not specific to this time. Within all of this, within all of this, you have a great deal of potential. You have a great deal of passion for what you do and for who you do it for. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you just make the decision, if it feels right, to reinvest in your business, you could continue to serve the people you serve and additionally serve a lot more people in ways that you haven't fully visioned yet. Mm -hmm. And when I look at that, it's very exciting. Yeah. It's just, you would have to bring that like fantasy part of mm -hmm. you that's willing and able to like explore, like I could do this. And I, you know, yeah. like to really like go wide with ideas and then again, have somebody who's not you help you break it down into services and offerings and such, because mm -hmm. I think that you have a lot of offerings in you that you haven't fully realized how special they are and you haven't organized them to be individual offerings, which, mm -hmm. again, I want to say would be a lot more affordable to the customer, which is really valuable to have lots of different price points. Right now, you don't yeah. have a lot of price points, but yeah. you could. And there's a great value in that for lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. That all sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely things to work, work towards. Mm hmm. So there's any young folk out there listening right now. Yeah. Oh, oh you young folk. Oh, you young folk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, there are moments when I wake up in the mornings and I have like all these wild and crazy ideas. I wouldn't say crazy, but like definitely a lot of ideas. And, you know, I get really pumped up. And then as the day yep. progresses and I feel like I'm being more uh, grounded. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, like I, I definitely do feel like I have more to do with this as far as like with my business. Like I, there's so much more I can do with it. And yeah. I, I, I do feel like right now I'm sort of like feeling stagnant. Yeah. And uh, definitely I do agree with you that I do need to start updating many aspects of it. Yeah, I feel let like me let me good. interject that I think it's time for you to get a dry erase board with <laughs> yeah. lots of different colored markers. Do you already have that? No, I don't. Okay, get it. And uh -huh. then in the mornings when you have a lot of harebrained schemes and ideas, write them all, pick a color in red, mm -hmm. write them all in orange, whatever, write them all on the dry erase board. And then later in the day, when you're feeling more grounded, mm -hmm. look at them with more sober eyes and <laughs> consider like, oh, is this something that I want to put in an idea book? Like then mm -hmm. you're going to have like a regular like analog idea book or it could be a document in your computer, whatever is easier for your brain uh -huh. and write down ideas. And then after I don't know, a month or two, come on, it's December now, you know, give it right. a month. You know, it's the holidays. You're busy. After a couple months, you can think about, do I want to consult with somebody and say, these are all of my ideas. Which ones yeah. are ridiculous? Which ones are doable? How hard would it be to do these things? What are the steps? Again, start visioning and then mm -hmm. hire somebody to help you to figure out the next steps or the implementation. And then you can do it. You just need a little help. It's literally all you need. I mean, you yeah. just need to give yourself a little more space for innovation and mm -hmm. visioning and then to find somebody who can help you yes. and bada bing, bada boom, the situation. Yeah. I guess the final thing I just want to reiterate is you don't have to have the answers in December or January. Give yourself yes. space, you know, and if you yeah. have this job opportunity, nothing is a commitment. Nothing is written in stone. 
you know, Mm -hmm. you do a thing for as long as you do a thing. And in order to like keep the princess napping, you know, you might need to take a client here or there in in a, you know, mitigated capacity. And as long as that's not like against your contract, that's absolutely fine. But again, no massive decisions have to be made in this exact moment. Mm -hmm. Give yourself space to kind of bring the sparkle back Mm -hmm. to the business one way or another. Yeah, sounds good. Every year they say the end is near.